Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies, and SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. From Oak Partners Wealth and Retirement Planning Group, it's time for Making Finance Personal. With your hosts, Mike Baransic, Jason Urbanek, and Steve Kavis. On today's show, we will cover the markets during our opening bell segment. Then, in our financial tools segment, we will discuss life after retirement. Crucial information that you will need to live life to the fullest once you retire. Then, we will answer questions we've received this week. Some that you may be wondering about, too. Jason will then close out the show with his thought for the week. I'm Amy from Oak Partners. Thanks for listening. Time to get this show started. All right. Thanks, Amy. Welcome, everybody, to Making Finance Personal, the show where we understand when it comes to your finances, it's always personal. I'm Steve Cavis, joined, as always, by Mike Baransic. How are you doing today, Stephen? I'm doing great. And Jason Urbanic. Happy Sunday, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Everybody feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling fantastic, yes, actually, the, after the this. The weather is improving, finally? Uh, finally. You know, I think we hit our the last cold day. I'm going to call it the last cold day last week. Super cold day, at least. Yeah, that's right. You called it, so it's definitely going to be cold soon. That's right. 50-something degrees next week, right? Hey, give us a call if you have any questions here you want to add to the show. 888-546-5115. That's 888-546-5115. Remember that that's our, that's our recorded line, right? So call, leave a message. If you want us to call you back, Leave your information, and we'll be glad to do that. And also, things are changing in the world, right? Technology is is picking up um, for the last um, 15 years here. Um, you heard of a little th- thing called the Internet, Jay? That's right. There's something called the Internet out there. So f- for those of you who listen to the podcast, remember, for those of you who don't, um, you can go to iTunes. We are on iTunes. Right. You just put in Making Finance Personal, and you can listen to the show at your convenience and not only just on Sundays at 3, right? That's correct. Or if – you know what? iTunes is a little uh, nebulous, and you're not sure exactly how to do it because uh, even if you're a Google guy, you can still get on iTunes. But if you don't want to do that, you can always go to our website, which is mfpshow.com. That's mfpshow.com. Right. And, uh, you know, short, quick story here. We did a uh, dinner for some clients and some potential clients this past week, and I took a survey in the room. And now these were predominantly retirees, uh, and I think there were 40-something people in the room. I asked, how many people have ever downloaded a podcast? And there was like three hands that went That's out. right. I said, well, five years from now – Almost all of you will raise your no, hand. No, no. Five years from now, none of you will still have downloaded a podcast. I guarantee that. Uh, but the, next gener- the generation behind you will. Right. Yes, it is the future. So, uh, yeah, we've got a big he- show here today, a lot to talk about. We've been doing it, if you've been keeping up with the show, uh, we've been doing a series for the last month or so of different phases of the work cycle. Um, we started with the, you know, the millennials fresh out of college, just entering the workforce, then we talked to the people that were, you know, maybe in the middle of their career a little bit, uh, the baby boomers the, or the Gen Xers, I'm sorry, uh, who established and, and the tips that they need to do. Then we talked about the people that were getting prepared for retirement. And finally, um, the last uh, the last in the series is going to be today we're going to talk about people that have retired and what do you do now? And that's important, right? Because that's what we do. We are financial planners. We're all Series 7 uh, registered representatives. We're all um, accredited fiduciaries um, for our clients. And so what we what we want to do is talk about how we help clients get through retirement, into and through retirement. And that's really important. So if you've got a question about how you're handling your retirement, how you think you should enter it, 888-546-5115. Yeah, so before we get a little touchy-feely and talk about um, life hey, hey, after retirement, exactly. let's talk about, um, Steve, you ready to get an opening bell? 
Let's do this thing. What, what's on my mind, guys, in opening bell? There's a lot of data coming out. Um, the market has ah, pulled back a little bit last week, just a tad bit, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, but I, I guess the main story is really Europe and quantitative easing. My question to you guys is on March um, what March 9th, um, which is what day? When is March 9th? Monday. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. So March 9th is when QE actually starts. Um, that's right. And Draghi outlined a plan last week to get it done. Right, is it just so, coincidence that it's starting on March 9th, which March 9th, 2009, was the bottom of the U.S. market? Kind of spooky, isn't it, a little bit? One of the Ides of March. So maybe it would be the bottom. That? Although the European, the There's a ban from the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> That's the 15th, March 15th. Don't you remember yeah. your uh, literature no, class No, I, I completely forgot my 10th uh, grade literature Beware class. Beware the Ides of March. That's right. Um, but, you know, it's the international markets, particularly Europe, have, have kind of uh, come back a little bit this We've year a, already. Th- we had a great bounce this year, and so... You know, uh, all of our our European positions that we had that I was so upset with in December, I'm actually pretty happy with now um, now that uh, the last couple of months have pushed through. Exactly. We also, in um, our portfolios, we made that move as well. Um, you know, we, we, we moved from what we thought was not going to do so well, and not to get, I don't want to get specific here, but we did get a lot more. Yeah, we increased crazy. international exposure. So, you, so, so you're telling me that when it was ugly, you bought it? Yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. I'm going to give the most important piece of investment advice that we have ever given on this show, and it is buy low and sell high. It's revolutionary. I'm gonna write, we gotta write that somewhere. Lord Byron Nelson, right? Buy when the blood is running. In I the feel like investors yeah. at home need to put that like Notre Dame's play like a champion today over their door frame that just says buy low and sell high because everyone tries to do the opposite That's all right. the time. Or if they're a do it yourselfer, right? You should put that right underneath your computer. Yes. Right. Buy low, sell high. That's yeah, on your on your that's mouse pad, they should put that. Yeah. All right, so that that's a huge thing for us to watch going forward. Starting tomorrow, here is the quantitative easing. You know, we we've seen what happened in the United States in over the last um, what? Um, how long has it been? Five years, six years? Yeah. I don't even Almost know anymore. Six years. Yeah, well, so we, we we've also had some great uh, numbers this past week on consumer spending, right? Yeah, um, right. Record numbers on consumer spending. Which consumers spent more on healthcare last year than they ever have. Oh, right? it was by far the hottest sector of the market again. So for the third straight year, this year up twenty percent from the previous. It's crazy. So 20% of all consumer spending spent on health care. Right. That's probably just premiums under the new Obamacare plan. Oh, no, gone through the no. Earth. You didn't say that, did <laughs> you? Take a shot, don't you? So uh-huh. I had a guy come up to me yesterday, guys, at the um, uh, an event. We did an event, Steve. I think you mentioned it. Um, we spoke in, in front of about close to 50 people at a, at a restaurant. And he came up to me and he said, listen, w- what's your opinion on the markets going forward? He goes, is it quantitative? And he's asking this six years later, but is it quantitative easing? Is it the Fed printing money? That is prompting the market, or is it the market itself? I mean, propping, I, um, prompting, oh, propping. You know, okay. I say prompting, okay. say prop. Yeah. Anyway, um, say that, tomato. I say I, tomato. I thought that was a good question, actually. You know, it's um, a little late, but it is a good question. The chicken question. or the egg? Yeah. And I said, I think personally, it's sixty forty. I think that quantitative easing, of course, helped. But I also think that things are trending upward. If you look at the numbers, you look like the data, Mike, that you just talked about. Yeah. You've looked at company earnings. Companies actually have money. Um, if you look at the we're withstanding the energy market and the barrel of oil going down, I think things are pretty positive. I agree with you 100%, Jason. In fact, uh, the low interest rates that we've had for quite some time, I think, have helped the market. It's just taken some time right. for that to actually trickle down from these banks that are making money hand over fist down into – everybody else's pocket right so the the economy got better so right. that was good for stocks but then also bonds being less attractive 
um, because of the low interest rates, is also good for stocks. Is also good for stocks. So you're right, Jason. I think it's definitely both. Yeah. So, but it, it does show some psychology of of the people out there. People are scared, not just the millennials. That's correct. Everybody's scared because two things happened at the event last night. When that question number one, which still makes me believe that the average investor out there, the retiree, whoever you are. Um, they're looking for a reason not to invest. They're still um, shotgunned a little bit about what happened in the mortgage crisis right. in, in 2008. And there's still a lot of money on the on the sidelines. So there is a significant amount of cash, trillions of dollars, sitting on the sidelines just waiting to get invested. And we're seeing it every day. Clients come in and saying, you know what, my safe money, I've been waiting on this CD uh, that had matured a year and a half ago, and I just don't want to put it back into a CD what else can I do? And so that's why I think people are also getting a little more scared is that their safe money, their sideline money, they're actually now taking risk with it. And so that, you know, that kind of could set us up for a little bit of a fall at some point down the road. I don't think it's anytime soon. I think oil is going to be a, a boon to this economy. We're going to continue to grow. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with you there. People are just looking for reasons not to not to invest and that that being one of them. And they don't have that fixed income haven to go to. Another thing is when we were talking about real estate, um, there was a sigh. I heard one guy go, oh. And I'm like, real estate, <laughs> public REITs did like 20% last year. You know what I mean? Not that they're going to do that this year, but that sector actually had a nice rebound last year. So I think, I, you know, I, I think in the average investor and people like us help the average investor, you have to, you have to reset your mind a little bit. 2008, 2007 is gone for now. You know, things have recovered a bit, uh, but you can't be scared of your own shadow. There are good opportunities out there, and the market isn't just being propped up or prompted up, how like I like to say it, by the Fed. <laughs> Wrong. Um, yes. And one of the other questions that we had at that event was, you know, it was kind of funny because a lady said, now, I'd like to know what the average investor, you know, should make. Because I understand there probably is no such thing as an average investor. because, And it's true because everybody is different. And we said, right. we don't have an average investor client. Every client, we have goals and objectives that are specific to that client. And that's how we build our portfolio. And we target, we benchmark based on those goals and objectives. We don't say the average investor should be doing this because there is no such thing as the average And that's investor. the important part is that the average investor is someone who is um, – so somebody just walks into the door, we customize a portfolio for them. And we're going to customize some discussions for retirement guys right now, right, Steve? Yes. So we do have uh, – actually, this was probably our longest opening bell ever – um, running a little bit late here. So we are going to wait until after the break that we have coming up uh, to get into our financial tool, which, as Mike said, is going to be the end in our series of different stages of the retirement life cycle, the now I've actually retired, what do I do with myself stage. So it's going to be part Dr. Phil, part uh, financial advisor here when we get back after the break. We've got Jason's thought for the week. We are going to, of course, answer a couple of listener questions. But immediately after we get back from the break, we're going to get into uh, what to do after retirement. If you've got a question, send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Baranzik, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SII Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal. On AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Making Finance Personal. If you're just joining us and you would like to hear what we talked about before the break or what we talked about on a previous show, you can always download our podcast on iTunes. Just search for Making Finance Personal. 
Or you can also go to our website, mfpshow.com, and you can listen to all of our old shows there, as well as sign up for our weekly email newsletter list, um, link to our financial planning firm, because believe it or not, we are not just uh, radio personalities. We are actual practicing financial advisors. Um, you can go to our website, Oak Partners, um, from the mfpshow.com uh, website as well. So Steve is still practicing. I've actually mastered it. Right. Okay. Very nice. I'm the apprentice. You are the master. Right. Um, so before the break, we talk, we got into the opening bell. We didn't get into our financial tool yet, so it's time to do that now. Our financial tool this week is the last and final in our series of advice broken down by where you are in your work life cycle. Um, and where is the last place that you end up in the work life cycle? That well, is retirement. Hopefully on the, it's on the couch. All right. So you've done your saving. You've done your planning. Accumulation is over with. You have retired. You are no longer with the company. You are now going to start taking money from your accounts, whether it be pensions, um, IRAs, assuming you rolled over that 401k, because we all know you don't leave the 401k at the prior, prior, prior employer. You want to get it into an IRA in your name. Um, you've already done all that. What do you do now? Well, that is the question, right? Um, you know, it takes a while when you do retire to get through all that process. You know, the process of rollovers, the process of distribution, sitting with people like us. And then one day down the line after the final orientation meeting where you're set and we let you go and you start getting your income, my friends, you are on your own. No, that's absolutely not true. Uh, because that would be frightening. With your right? thoughts. And most people are very frightened about going into retirement because it's a completely change in their life cycle. You know, I've done everything. I've gotten up every morning. I've gone to work. Uh, I've come home. I've taken care of the family, and then I've gone to bed, and I got up the next day, and I did it all over again. Well, now things have changed. Yeah, and it's actually it's kind of sad. According to a 2013 study by the U.K.'s Institute of Economic Affairs, 40% of retirees suffer from clinical depression. Mass depression. I hear it uh, all the time. My wife's in the medical industry, and you know she has patients come in and see her all the time that are newly retired, and, and they just, they're so tired, and they can't, and those are all signs of depression. And so you've got to make sure that you, you stay on top of it because it's dangerous. Right. And you know, some of the reasons why are because you, you, know, you, you don't feel like you're contributing anymore. You don't have that camaraderie with your fellow uh, workers right. the water, and your daily the routine speak. That, you've, yeah. you, that you've gotten so used to this daily routine. It, you know, now you can sleep until noon every day. So yeah, why plus, not? Plus, you've got to hang out with your husband or wife like 24-7. Oh, my <laughs> That's gosh. like horrible. No, yeah, it's not like horrible, but it's like, world. it's like too much. Some people enjoy spending time with their spouses, Jay. No, oh. I do too. I, of course, I love my I wife. I didn't say I was one of those people. I just said some people. <laughs> some no, I, people. Yeah, but you need a break. You need you need some something else to do. And Steve, you're absolutely, absolutely right. As I sit here as a 42-year-old, now, of course, I'm way far away from retirement, but I think to myself, my passion and my hobbies is exactly what I'm doing now. I stink at golf. I don't, I I, I don't build robots. I don't fly kite. I, I mean, I don't know at this point what I would do when the end is here. Well, the end isn't here, right? And that's the key. And that's one of the other causes of depression is that they feel that they're just that much closer to the end. And that's not true. Most people will live as long in retirement as they actually worked. And so, you know, you've got a plan for that, which means that you can't just wake up every day, sit on the couch and watch uh, Dr. Phil. So my dad's um, retiring or probably going to retire soon. And he's at my house a couple days ago. And we're having the same, this topic right here is exactly what we were talking about. He's sitting on the chair. We have dinner. 
and we're getting all his paperwork ready. And um, I said, so how do you feel? You know, you've been working 40 years for whatever it is. And he goes, I feel like I'm going to die soon. <laughs> Yeah, and I, that's true. And I go, well, you're 60. You just turned 62. Yeah, that's you turned 62 on Tuesday, right. last Tuesday. So that's not true at all because, you know, you, you might have 20, 30 years in retirement. So you better start thinking quick of what you want to do. And that's that's the key, I think. Develop a plan, right? You don't just get up every day without a plan. You you got up every day before and you knew what you were going to do. Know what you're going to do. Yeah, get a new routine. Get a new just routine. Just because your old routine is gone, you should get a new routine. And part of that is keeping active mentally. Keep your mind active. You know, if you, especially if you had a job that required a lot of thinking and critical thinking skills. You know, start a journal. Do something to just keep your mind active every day, um, and that will that will help. You know, the mental aspect and the physical aspect, of course, um, get up, exercise, yeah. whether it's just you don't walking, lose it, you lose it. swimming, whatever you're doing, um, certainly stay active right. because people that, that stay active, they feel better. And now Steve makes a good point. I want to go through some more um, points that we have here, but the point Steve made that I was going to make later is absolutely true. I see a lot of deterioration in our clients over the mm-hmm. years because, you know, sometimes we get them when they're 48 all the way through 78 or not, you know, 48 through, you know, the whole genre. And you see people that start deteriorating a little bit because they don't do anything. And that's, that's, it's hard when, you know, we looked outside last week and it was uh, five degrees. Um, It's hard in the Chicagoland area to actually get out and do things in the wintertime. And that's why you see a lot of people snowbird is that they can get south and actually get active and stay active. Because if you take the winter off, it's really hard to get restarted in the summer. Yeah, although that was the other half of that UK study was that shockingly, six out of ten people after retirement report deteriorations in health. Huh, I, right. It could also be just aging um, that your health deteriorates. A uh, gym membership is like ten yeah. bucks a month. So right, that's that's very very important. Um, you can go walk around the mall for free every morning. Right, or Costco. That's the new one. I see a lot of people at Costco uh, first thing on a Saturday morning. Right, but they're, they're gaining weight by hitting all the samples. Exactly. <laughs> all right, let's go through a few um, a few more than than just exercise. So set goals. I mean, it seems simplistic, but um, it's kind of time to reassess your life. You've been through the first part of your life, which is children and working, and and you've accomplished retirements. But maybe you've always wanted to play an instrument, you know, not to get um, too um, simplistic here, but learn another language. What about vacations? Yeah. You need something things. to look forward to. That's the key, right? You have to you have to say, hey, look, I want to show some accomplishment every day. I want to continue to get better. Even at the, you know, even in the last 20 to 30 years of your life, you should be able to continue to get better at something. And that will help provide you with some satisfaction. Right. Or a huge one that we see a ton of our clients do is getting a part-time job. Even if you don't need the income, getting a part-time job just to stay active. Maybe it'll be that dream job. We had a client um, that retired uh, earlier or last year, and he just recently moved. I might have even mentioned him on the show before. He moved down to Florida to drive a tram at Disney World because he has always wanted to work for Disney. Did yeah. he, does he need the income? No. But he now gets to drive a tram and talk to people on vacation at the happiest place on earth all day, every day when he's working. So Sounds like a good gig. It's great, yeah. Is there, is there no better job in the world than a job that you don't need? I mean, you're retired, you have your income, you got a good financial planner and distributions are nice, you're getting plenty of money, and then you have a job that you get to, yeah, do the job, but then you get to talk to people and, and who cares. And, and here's the beauty. Yeah. If your boss comes up and, uh, and, and tears you up and down one day, you say, yeah. <laughs> 
See ya. Take this job and shove it. See ya. <laughs> All right, man, I'm out of here. You've done the second thing you've always wanted to do. Exactly. It's kind of right. like on Seinfeld when Kramer was not working for the company. <laughs> like, right. You can't fire me. I don't even work here. Right. All right. So, so, so we set some goals. And how about develop new interests? We've been kind of been talking about that. But, you know, ballroom dancing, book clubs, uh, meetings, um, like kind of the same thing as setting goals. Do something. That's you know, right. Get set up in something. Have some structure in your retirement and, life. And if you don't know what you want to do, uh, do something that my father does in retirement. Volunteer. Right. Uh, get out there. There's some great non for profits out there, whether it's, uh, you know, being a, a, a helper or a, a, a porter at a hospital or what my dad does down in, in Florida is he helps out at this uh, wolf sanctuary, which is really cool. You know, so, you know, find an interest, do something you want, but volunteer, give some time back. It's really important. Yeah, and if you do, if you're looking for organizations, there are several that focus on retirees. Um, ARP has their Find the Good program. There's the Points of Light Foundation, the AmeriCorps Senior Corps, um, and also Volunteer Match. VolunteerMatch.com is great. You can just type uh, in right. what, All your interests. what you like yeah. to do, and then they can find something to help you volunteer with. And that's a that's really a great way to spend your time in retirement is volunteering and helping people out. And it'll keep you active mentally, right. physically. It, it sort of checks everything off, all the boxes off and things that you need to do. All right. So we'll just talk more after the break here. We're coming up on a break and kind of get a little bit more um, fun, fluffy advice for today. That's what today is, a little bit of fluff for after retirement. But to get to that after retirement, you need to do well in the pre-retirement. You need a financial planner who's going to set up the proper portfolio, understand you as an investor, understand your risk tolerance, make sure you have the distributions and income you need for retirement. So give us a call 888-546-5115 and we'll help you with that. Yep. Or send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com. We are going to take another break. We of course have Jason's thought for the week coming up. We're going to address some listener questions, but right when we get back, um, we are going to get into a little bit more on what to do with yourself after you actually retire here on Making Finance Personal. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Morantic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SI Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal on AM560, The Answer. All right. Welcome back to Making Finance Personal. Uh, before the break, we were giving some advice on what to do with yourself after you retire. And you know, one of the reasons why I think we're qualified to give this advice is because we are, at Oak Partners, our financial planning firm, full-time, fully licensed financial advisors. That's right. um, so we're not just radio personalities that are, that are preaching here. We actually deal with this every day with our clients. And it's not just the, you know, building the portfolios, you know, making sure we're diversified and generating income and making sure the, the money's there every month to spend in retirement. That's extremely important. But so is the mental aspect of retirement. That's absolutely true, Steve. And we help clients in over 20 states. Um, we've been helping the Chicagoland area for 21 years. And our job is to, to really kind of coach you through the entire phase. And we've, we've talked about the series we've run through, and this is that last piece of coaching that we do for you uh, throughout retirement. Right. And something else that we do for all of our clients, and I can't even believe that we've actually had flack from this from a competitor in the past, is we do social events for our clients. Oh, my gosh. You know, we have a lot of retired clients that don't have that much they to do it. on their social calendar. So we do little wine tastings and, and things. Not every event we do with our clients are trying to sell them something. Sometimes we just want to have 
relationships and offer them something to do. And I can't believe that other advisors out there aren't doing that. I hate to break it to everybody, but this business, financial planning, is a personal business. I know we're money managers. I know we build proper portfolios. But let's be honest. We work with people. You know, We've been around 23 years. We work with people for 10, 20, 30 years are going to be 30 years, and it's a personal business. And they become – our friends, they become our family. And that's the beauty of it all is that we get to then after time, after, you know, maybe a year or two, they, they become friends. We get to work with our friends. And so then we get to, we get to gather with them. We, we, we've actually had several clients get married that met each other at our social yeah. events. And right. we've had vacations with clients. Yeah, we've been crazy. to client weddings. We've, we've done all of that. And we look at that as just a good relationship with your financial advisor. It's not just about the X's and the O's and the investments. That's, of course, an important part of it, but that's not the only part. All right. So here we go. Post-retirement, your income's coming in. It's time to retire. You're 62, 68, whatever you are. Um, we know we're going to keep ourselves exercised. We're going to be mentally fit. We know we're going to set some goals. You know, your life's not over. It's just beginning. The second phase is beginning. We know we're going to develop some new interests. We're going to um, volunteer potentially, Meals on Wheels. We might get a part-time job that we don't care about just for a little spending money, a little camaraderie. Well, hopefully we care about the job. Uh, don't I don't need I don't know how. We don't need it, but well, we care about it. We don't need it, but yeah, maybe. Um, okay, so starting a business at home. Uh, here's the point. I think that what I see is people retiring, we're going to use the number 62. From 62 to about 75, 78 is the prime time. That's when you That's are right. still mentally stimulated to do some of these things because I see clients slowing down around 78, 75, somewhere right around there. Uh, but by that same token, I have quite a few clients that are still super active after that and do and do a, a whole lot more than I think that I would be doing at that age. But <laughs> but I, I will say that, um, you know, Jason's right. You've, you've got to de-stress, though. One of the leading causes of a heart attack is stress, right? So in retirement, you should de-stress. And one of those ways that you can, can get rid of a lot of stress in retirement is by proper planning early, right? By working with a financial advisor, that is helping you, coaching you, hand-holding you through those stressful situations that can really cause some havoc. Right. Like we, we, you know, we said we contact our clients regularly. We do events for our clients. But we also have clients you know, that say, I don't want to hear from you because if you call me, I think something's wrong. As long as that checks in my account every month, I'm happy. And that's okay too. But you know, like Mike said, don't stress and don't you know, probably the main thing that we see a lot of clients stress about is running out of money in retirement. Right. But if you've planned properly, if your advisor has advised you properly and kept your expectations uh, in line, then you shouldn't have to worry about that. And the fact of the matter is everyone thinks, oh, inflation, taxes, costs are going to go up in retirement, maybe health care costs. Yeah, but we're seeing it. when you're active early on in retirement, like Mike said, you probably will end up spending more money than you are later on in retirement. So don't feel like you can't spend a penny or you have to live like a pauper early on in retirement in case health care costs go through the roof in the future. I had the exact same conversation uh, uh, on Wednesday of last week with, uh, with a client. You know, she, he was stepping into retirement, uh, 62 years old, and his wife, who hadn't worked, was freaking out about health insurance. Right. Was freaking out. I mean, and, and I said, look, you've got to calm down. It is going to be okay. We have done well and you have plenty of money. You are not going to have to worry about paying health insurance. It's just going to be a little bit bigger check, but it's not anything that's going to take food out of your mouth about. Yeah, you can't, you get, can't get caught up on I, conspiracy. I have a lot of retirees that are always emailing me world ending type of um, emails mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, 
if it happens, it happens. We manage money for a an economy and for a world that is still functioning. That's yeah. what I tell him. You know, right. I don't can't look at um, you know. 20, and right now it's functioning pretty well. We're hitting all time highs again. That's right. You know, the trend trending is up. Um, be prudent. Build a nice portfolio with good dividends, and um, things will work out. Right. So that that's that's it in a nutshell. In retirement, you know, try to find ways to be happy, remove the stress from your life, stay active. Have a good relationship with your financial advisor. If you don't have a financial advisor or don't have a good relationship with your financial advisor, you can always look at Oak Partners, our firm. Um, so we are going to take another break here. When we get back, we're going to get into some listener questions here. If you'd like to, to chime in, give us a call, 888-546-5115. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Morantic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SI Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal on AM560, The Answer. All right, welcome back to Making Finance Personal, and it is time now for our listener feedback segment. I always do say Mike's favorite segment because one time he said it was his favorite segment. No, 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 way more than one because it is because it's all about you, and this show's all about you, our podcast's about you. Everything is about you in our financial planning practice. Yeah, so it's your world. We're just living in it. That's here. right. That's so uh, we do have a couple of questions. The first one is from Dan. Uh, Dan has from a listener. The second one, I actually didn't forward this email to Dan, so I will address it. We got it from a younger podcast listener. Um, that we'll get to that one next. But first, Dan, you don't can know you he's us? younger. You assume he's. Younger. Oh, I assume by the way he worded his email that he was younger. Uh, hey, bro. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, so, Dan, can you give us that first question? Yeah, sure thing. Is the government going to tax Roth IRAs? No. Next question. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a tough one because well, it's something that has been tossed that's, around. That's right. Well, you know, some of the uh, the, the thoughts out of uh, out of Washington have been to one limit the size of a of an IRA's uh, tax free nature, right? And so basically, because only to, rich people save for retirement, trying to tax the rich some more, right? So. So basically, uh, allow that tax, and then they've also said, "Well, you know, we've previously said that Roth IRAs are going to be tax-free forever, but we just might change our mind on that." Do you guys, honestly? I said this last night. It's my opinion. Come on, you know, uh, Obama no. looked at the college savings plan. Um, we're talking about IRAs. We're talking about Roth IRAs. Come well, on, get Washington out of who, the space. But who's going to do that politically? Messing it up. Who's going to do that politically? Well, I don't with know. Baby boomers. This this guy. This guy doesn't care. Yeah, it's it's something that. Maybe they will put some That's kind right. of income or, as like Mike said, asset limitation after a certain amount. Um, your your growth is no longer tax free or something like that. But, but I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Well, and the bottom line is that to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA, you can't be a rich guy, right? Because there are limits on income the amount limits, right. that can be placed onto it. So what you're basically doing is telling middle Americans you are going to get an increase in taxes. And what politician wants to do that? That's my whole point. Right. That's These not are happen. not the rich people that have Roth IRAs. Well, they'd so rather, I don't think that's they'd rather call it something else and be a tax increase on the middle class, but right. say that it wasn't a tax increase on the middle so class. No, so, no. Uh, the question is, I don't think so, and we can't manage assets based on the possibilities of something, something that happens. might happen. Right. Exactly. Okay, so that's a good question, a good debate. Um, our next question actually came from what I assumed was a young podcast listener. 
um, because he, you know, referenced some things, you know, older people and things like that. And the question in a nutshell was <laughs> with, you know, all these baby boomers retiring um, and switching from, accumulation, <laughs> switching from accumulation to distribution, one would assume that that means selling out of maybe some equities and pulling money out of the market to pay their bills in retirement. And with all these baby boomers, the biggest segment of the population selling off investments, could that be potentially a huge negative for the stock market? That's a wonderful question, right? When, when clients go from accumulation where they're contributing money every day or every paycheck into their 401k to distribution where that account is now sending it the opposite way, it's a great question and a valid point. And, and I think in, in my opinion, while we don't unfortunately have a crystal ball, uh, I look at it this way. Number one, it's not happening all at once. So it's not going to be a shock to the system where all of the baby boomers all of a sudden sell all their equities out and off and pull them out of the market. That's right. And at the same time, what are they doing with this money? They're spending it. They're putting it into the economy. Back into the economy. So that money is going right. back into the economy. It's recycling. It's going to reflect in the bottom line of companies' earnings and should keep the, the And their jobs aren't strong. going away. Most of the, right. most In most cases, there is some younger person stepping into that role who's also earning. So we, we basically, as, as, as you, uh, Steve said, we are increasing the amount of dollars that are Available to buy things. Yeah, so we're, uh, I mean, baby boomers also are hitting 70 and a half required minimum distribution at different waves. Number one. So, like Steve said, it's going to go, it's going to be a, a very um, detailed process. And number two, some of that money might go back right back into the market. That's right. Yeah. And as Mike said, um, they're being replaced by young workers. And a lot of these baby boomers have pensions. Right. Um, that aren't even really necessarily tied to the stock market. And who, you know, who doesn't have pension? Millennials, mm-hmm. Gen Xers, um, the people that are replacing them in the workforce that are going to be forced to put the money into their 401k. So we might be taking pension money and replacing and it with 401k it. money right. and putting it and actually increasing the money going into So I, I think that's a wonderful question. It's well thought out. Um, there's, there's been um, a significant uh, thought process of that baby boomer movement and how it's going to react. And I think we, you know, as Steve said, uh, I think we actually increase the amount that is available to be placed into into equities at that point. Yeah, but but that being said, you know, to play devil's advocate a little bit, um, anytime you do have a large segment of the population um, or just a lot of people in general that start selling out of the stock market, it could potentially be it's, a negative. It sends a shockwave, yeah. right? So it's it's currently sending a shockwave into the healthcare sector, which is one of the reasons why over the last three years we've had. Some dramatic increase in, in spending and growth in the healthcare. Um, we are trying to take advantage of that on the uh, stock side, right? As we're trying to we're trying to grow portfolios using some of those leading sectors. And so, um, you know, be careful about what you're investing in and understand where the areas are that are profitable. There could be trillions of dollars probably right now still sitting on the sidelines. Markets are efficient. I think um, it will all work itself out. Yeah, I think a bigger concern maybe for the stock market um, would be. If bonds are ever attractive again and people who had that safe money that they were dabbling in stocks with start to move from the stock market en masse into the bond market, well, and that Janet, might be a bigger concern. And Janet Yellen has said that we're not doing anything for at least the next three Fed meetings and yep. probably not for the rest of the year. Right. So don't have to worry about that just yet. All right. That is our listener feedback segment, also known as The Answer. Um, if you have a question that you would like for us to address, give us a call, 888-546-5115, and we'll be right back to wrap the show. 
Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Barantic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SI Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal on AM 560. The answer. All right, welcome back to Making Finance Personal. If you want to get a hold of us, as always, you can go to mfpshow.com, making finance personal. So it is mfpshow.com. It is your one-stop shop to this show. You can go on there and um, you can actually go to our company website, oakpartners.com. We've been serving Chicago land for 23 years. Mike, what else we got? And if you forget all those things, you can always dial up 888-546-5115, 888-546-5115. Um, or send an email to the show at oakpartners.com. And one more thing about the website, mfpshow.com. Um, you know, you get, the, like Jason said, the one stop shop, the old shows, Oak Partners, our firm, link to our firm. We have been doing this for a long time and it's got all the information about all of our various Chicagoland offices, our bios, uh, anything you need to know about our actual financial planning practice. That's right. And also directly at iTunes, which you can get to at mfpshow.com. iTunes, you know, everybody uses it out there. So when you're downloading your new Taylor Swift song, plug in making finance personal and get set up with our podcast as well. Right. When Jason's downloading his new Taylor Swift song. And we also have a free newsletter. So it's a weekly newsletter. Talks a little bit about the market uh, as well as uh, some interesting tips and advice. So A um, recipe, a golf yeah, tip. Right, yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> All that stuff. Use, some of those I don't. Uh, but go ahead and, uh, and, and subscribe to that newsletter. For one, it's free. All right. So it, if you don't like it, it just becomes one more junk mail you don't like. Yeah, uh, but if Who you do, like then uh, maybe it, it provides a connection for you. Um, as we're financial planners, uh, are trying to continually uh, allow our clients uh, to to get better in their financial lives, as we talked about on the show today. Right, as Mike said, today's show was the last in our series of, of different points in your work life cycle, and it's the retirement point. Um, you've retired. Uh, we talked about you know how to stay active in retirement. Having a good relationship with a financial advisor, which is very important. Um, if you'd like to hear, maybe you aren't retired or that near retirement, you'd like to hear one of the prior shows. They're all in podcast form. They're all on the website. Um, go check those out. And with that, Jason, why don't you wrap up the show with your thought for the week? On today's thought of the week, too many times Americans focus on the future without embracing the present. You see, unfortunately, as a 15-year veteran of managing retirement portfolios, I see the good in clients' lives, like new jobs and grandkids, but I also see the tragic, like the 58-year-old that works 60 hours a week at a refinery, only to pass away six months after retirement. As we talked about life after retirement on today's show, just remember that even all the financial planning in the world doesn't guarantee any of us will have time to accomplish our retirement goals. The point is, live life daily as if you are already retired. Don't let the planning part of retirement become the retirement. All right. Thanks, Jason. That was a great thought for the week. And if you would like to hear this show or would you like to hear another show, an older show, we've been doing this for a couple of years now, a few years. We've got something like 100 podcasts. Um, 25,000 plus downloads. Yeah. Make sure you, you check Search it out. Search for Making Finance Personal on iTunes. And for our with that, for our production crew, Dan and Seth, my partners, Mike Brancic and Jason Urbanic, I'm Steve Cavis reminding you that when it comes to your finances, it's always personal. Today's broadcast of Making Finance Personal 
was presented by the Oak Partners Wealth and Retirement Planning Group, serving Chicagoland for over 21 years. Mike Baranczyk, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are wealth advisors and investment professionals of SII Investments Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Your hosts can be reached at 888-546-5115 or online at mfpshow.com. You can email the show at show at oakpartners.com. Be sure to tune into Making Finance Personal each and every Sunday afternoon at 3 on AM 560. The Answer. The Answer. 